1: 50
0: All right, we roll on with the heat talk. 15 minutes of heat brought to you by Brandsmart USA. Find the Brandsmart way for the holiday season means the lowest prices and the largest selections of TVs, appliances, mattresses, cell phones, and more. Visit your local Brandsmart USA store today. We do this every Thursday. We go and we talk to Ira Winneman from the Sun Sentinel on the Orion Fuels announcers convenience stores guest line. Truly steps beyond convenient. Ira, we open with the question that must be asked. What do you think of Joel Quinville's mustache?
1: I think it's an upgrade on, on the one stash. I I think it's South Florida (laughs) moving forward with, with better uh, upper lip approach. So I, 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 I give it a hundred percent. I, I move forward with that. I, I, I think Unlike Wani, Joe Joremnwell is shown he's not gonna play for the tie. they push forward even if it's in the shoot around, so it's a shootout rather. so I, I go with Q on the on the mustache.
0: Who has a top heat mustache? Would you go in heat history? Tony Fiorentino or
1: Stan Van Gundy? am I missing somebody? I think Stan, because of it, and we know how we describe that look, just the overall look there. I think when you can be a highly respected NBA coach, but also lean toward the adult film star look also, <laughs> I think that's when you really nailed it in South Florida. <laughs> Meanwhile, getting off mustaches for a second, because I did listen here, my radio.com app, my hotel room here, screw Javi for this reason. Oh, you support the heat, you go out everywhere. You guys know this for a fact. Now for 32 years, every game that he'd lose, I am standing by the tunnel after the game yelling to each individual player, good job, good effort. But do I get the credit? No. <laughs> it's all about Hobby. You know what? I have decided, and I actually have the invitation, I am not attending Javi's wedding. I am oh, not wow, gonna go to the wow. wedding that he's attending. No, that's it. That's, if I don't get the credit, that's fine also. Because believe me, I have plenty of clothes that are too tight as well.
0: Man, that was everybody's that
1: was, got a little petty in them. That was yep.
0: that was that was that was <laughs> something. Hey, you know, good for him, man. At least uh, if somebody somebody needed to bring some effort in that game because that Denver game was very lackluster. I mean, yes. I don't know. Was it was it the thin air? Do you think it just the it was one of those things where the season caught up to him? Because I would say you have a game where you 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 hold Jokic to what he was held to with all that foul trouble and whatnot. You feel pretty good about your chances going to Denver, but man, just they would never outside of that that, that, that uh, retaking of the lead in the first quarter, really didn't feel like they were in it, Ira.
1: I, I see. And I thought because of the beginning of the game also, I think, and I wrote about this in my Ask Ira today, I'm not sold on the Justice Winslow-Jimmy Butler chemistry. Remember, Jimmy Butler missed the first three games. Justice Winslow then missed two games. So five of the first six games, they weren't on the court together. They're both facilitating type of players first. So when you have two guys like that in the starting lineup, a non-outside shooter, God bless him and bam, out of bio. remember how the ball was popping against Houston, how everyone, including Duncan Robinson, was making shots. You had those shooting options. I think that's an example of when you redo your, your lineup, when you redo your rotation, sometimes it doesn't exactly click, it's off a little bit. So I'm really curious to see how Spo plays it out tonight. Against the Suns and tomorrow against the Lakers, I think it's so early in the season the Heat are still working through things, but I do have questions about those two in the starting lineup with their facilitate first approaches to the game. Ira, do you? I get the feeling that between one one of those two guys, whoever it is, whether it's Jimmy or uh, whoever plays across from him, or the same thing with Justice, one of those guys needs to be more explosive. So Mario- yeah, and, and, and and needs to be more and needs to be more proactive with the offense. I look, I love what Jimmy is trying to do. He's trying to be the ultimate team player. He's trying to say, Hey, I got that. You know, I got the two hundred forty million dollar contract, but I'm on board with you guys. I'm you know, I'm 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 playing this game together. We're all going to be in this together. That's not his role on this team. He's not playing with Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins, or he's not playing with Embiid and Simmons. He needs to be the dog. He needs to get his shots as well because he's one of the few guys who can do that that creatively. I mean, God bless, in the previous segment, we joked about Kendrick Nunn, but he's just such a neophyte. So I need Jimmy Butler to sort of be a guy who's going to grab the reins of the offense a little more. I don't think there's any of us who said, hey, if Jimmy Butler averages 16 points, the Heat are getting their money's worth. I think everyone looked at Jimmy as, hey, he's been telling us for years he wants to be the lead dog going back to Chicago and Derrick Rose. He wasn't you know, necessarily that either. I think that's... That's what matters more than anything. Is, is Jimmy Butler stepping up? Maybe going outside of his comfort zone. But you know what? When you get your lifetime contract, I think that's when you make that move as well.
0: What do you think of uh, the last couple of games? Kendrick Nunn not being the uh, the hottest rookie in the league uh, seems like he uh, it's come down to earth a little bit. Is this is this expected? Is there any any signs of trouble that you see, or is this just it's expected because of it's where, he it's is, where he line, is? Where he is.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I was the guy at five and one who said, "Hey, people, it's early in the season. You play two games against Atlanta without Trey Young. You played a game against a marginal Memphis team. Keep it all in perspective." So I was sort of tempering when Kendrick Nunn was Rookie of the Year, when the, when's going to be the year award ceremony, and the last two games also. That's NBA life for a young player. And you know what? If Kendrick Nunn can give me forty one solid, completely unexpected games. I'll take the other 41 as well, because from where he came from to where he is now, that's fine also. So the story I wrote was just really trying to temper that, hey, he's not going to be great. He's not going to be awful. Eventually, he'll settle into a nice niche. Yes, he's getting scouted for the first time in his NBA career. But you know what? There's some really good people in the heat video department who will sit down with him and saying, "Okay, we're done playing checkers. Now we're playing chess. They're going to make these moves. These are your counters. This is when you see if a player can evolve and not sort of be a one-week or one-month wonder. This is when you can see, are we talking about a career here where after these two years on his contract, there's going to be more of a payout? This is part of the game right now. We know from a physical standpoint, Kendrick Nunn can do it all. Now we have to see his mental makeup and the way he adjusts as well.
0: Okay, so we'll go to the actual rookie of the year upcoming, Tyler Hero. Okay, who uh, obsesses about uh, Devin Booker? He's got that matchup tonight. Uh, do you see the similarities you're talking about? I mean, same school, same draft pick, same style. Like, uh, do do you get the parallels there? Do you like the fact that he he has such a uh, an, an infatuation with Devin as a player?
1: Oh, I I think so many of the factors like you cited lined up that before the graph, that's the name you all came up with, you know, and, and, and I think when people sort of do that, you get in trouble. Cause no two players are exactly the same, but yeah, I mean, their career arc one year at Kentucky coming out at 19 years old. Are they too young being put in a position where they really can be a leading man? Obviously Devin Booker with the scorched earth here in Phoenix, you know, uh, Tyler hero comes in the year after Dwayne Wade retires their career arc are so, so similar. It makes all the sense of the world. The thing is the heat will never ask Tyler Hero to do what Devin Booker does because they understand that's not winning basketball. And that's the thing on Devin Booker. When people talk about how great he is and the new contract and all he's done – you look at his team's year-by-year records. That's completely unacceptable if the Heat ever went in that direction. So I know this is the cliche, but they want He want to make sure also that Tyler Hero can play winning basketball. So I think his career will be different. I don't think he'll ever put up the numbers Devin Booker does because I'm not so sure putting up the numbers Devin Booker has has necessarily advanced the Suns either. So yeah, there's plenty in the game, including the athleticism, the explosiveness, and the outside shooting all of that but but if tyler hero makes it i want to get devin booker numbers also i think that's where he'll get himself into trouble
0: okay so yesterday on instagram way Dion waiter's post watch how it all come together bullseye emoji fist emoji fingers crossed emoji oh what the hell does that mean does that mean he's going to sit on the bench tonight i don't understand.
1: Uh, or that they talk to him about a trade or that they're, they're <laughs> trying to relocate him to a better place. I mean, it is the oddest situation. You know, again, I, I got to admit, when Eric Sposa told us before the game the other day that Deion Waiters was inactive, I was sort of slack-jawed at the moment because, well, wait a minute, he was active on Sunday but wasn't on the bench. Where is this whole thing playing out? Again, you have to make three players inactive on game night. We know tonight Daryl Macon is in the uh, G League. We know tonight Casey Akala is out because the Achilles, which means one more player tonight, again, has to be inactive. Is it Chris Silva on his two-way? Is it, don't mind his one-me, I'm just telling you this, is it Udonis Haslam oh. for the first time in his <laughs> career having to go, do that? Or or who else? So, again, you could only dress 13, the Heat have 16, two I know are out. You guys know the roster as well as I do. Who else would you choose if everyone is healthy? If Winslow is healthy and Derek Jones Jr. is healthy, Eric Spolstra every night with this roster mix will have to make a decision of which player he makes inactive. And right now, Deion Waiters, there's nothing pointing in his direction unless maybe Spolstra told his players, look, we have so many choices that we're just going to have to rotate it. And maybe that's what the whole post was about, is that he told Chris Silva, we're not going to count this as a two-way day. Don't show up and shoot around later today. This is going to be Dion's chance to be active. Even if he's active, guys, let's assume the same starting lineup. So let's assume Butler starts with none in the backcourt. I think we would both agree, based on what they've done to this point, that the next two guards off the bench, unless you guys disagree, let me know, would be Goran, Drogic, and Tyler Hero. So at best, aren't we talking about fifth guard status right now? for Dion Waiters. Well, the thing—the
0: only thing I'm, I just find so weird about this is this is an organization. They hate distractions. They—they they love you know everybody yeah. being as quiet as possible. It, it, is the not being on the bench and the mystery of him and out is that Dion? Cre- I mean, I know it's it is Dion created because he's the first one who stepped out of bounds with this stuff. But the the elongating of this process, like, is this coming from the Heat side or is this coming from his side? Because it's just it's so out of character
1: of the franchise. It like com- they've they've dealt with mopes before. It's coming from the heat side, but it's almost a crisis management thing where Pat Riley and his staff sit down, and I'll give you the example. You guys remember last year in the last couple of seasons when Hassan Whiteside wasn't starting and wasn't playing a lot. Yep. You also recall how all of us would watch whether he was moping on the bench, right? Yeah. We saw all these gifs taken of him sitting six seats down on the bench, everyone else in the huddle. We all wrote, you guys noted on your radio show, Hassan was completely disengaged with 624 to go in the fourth quarter when the Heat called timeout in a one-point game. So which is worse, not having Dion Waiters out of sight for the entire 48 minutes So you don't notice that or running the risk of Dion, you're in uniform, you're active, you probably won't play. And let's face it, the games you guys can go to American Airlines Arena, the games you guys watch on Fox Sports Sun, you're going to be like me looking to see what Dion Waiter's body language is. So I think the Heat's risk assessment in these last couple of games has been, hey, we don't need that. We don't need Anthony Carter or someone having to nudge him toward the huddle and keep Dion engaged and not have him walk, walk, you know walking around on the perimeter. So, to me, it, to me, you can't win either way unless he's in the game. And even then, he's in the game, but he only plays James Johnson garbage time like last game when J.J. played the last six minutes. It's still going to be an issue. Once you create an issue, it never becomes a non-issue.
0: Ira, just purely on the court. Is there anything this team is missing by not having Deion Waiters available?
1: Yeah, I think there are times when you need that streak scoring burst that in the first five games you got from Kendrick Nunn, you got from Tyler Hero. But you know what? At some point, rookies fizzle out. They can say they have all the uber confidence in the world, but they're still mere children. They're mere kids. I know Kendrick's a little older, but in terms of NBA experience. The one thing Deion Waiters has always told us is that he would rather go two for 18 than 0 for 8. He's going to keep shooting. He's going to try to have that moment. He can still be that streak scorer, change of pace, sort of punt returner that you Hey, we need a big play. Let's get Dion in there. I think they have been missing that, especially with, Jim, with Jimmy Butler playing so passive and playing more as a facilitator. So, yeah, I, I think he's the guy you bring out of the bullpen when you need your closer to load up on their, those, those Chapman 105-mile-an-hour fastballs. I think he can give you a change of pace. And yet, Dion, I'll tell you, I'm more than that. I'm not just a 12-minute spark plug. I think that's why they're at loggerheads right now.
0: Appreciate the time, Ira. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks, Ira.
1: Thanks. Screw Hobby. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Jeez, Wow. That was harsh.
0: It was harsh. Wow. wow. Uh, Javi, I mean, I Russell thought it was feathers. great. I was getting texts from uh, all sorts of people that it was a great interview, and uh, Iro did uh, not a I man. would say, everybody's I cup would of say- tea. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?